Bonjour, bonsoir, dear friends. Welcome to the month of June. This is June 14, another exceptional happy hour. Today, a very big one because we have an incredible guest. I have vibration just thinking about the topics we're going to cover. He's an all time phenomenal American serving this amazing country at the highest level. He's a fifth generation Californian that makes him even more interesting. He was a great entrepreneur in business and decided to do something else for the sake of others, for his community, and certainly to be an active member of shaping the future of this amazing country, this incredible state, and this incredible region. Dear friends, I'm delighted because we're going to talk from water to environment to history to the flag because it's Flag Day today, and it's going to tell us everything about what America is about and where America is going, Mr. Bill Dodd. <laughs> Woo! There he is. Hello, John Charles. How are Bill, you? I'm, better would not be possible. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, just meeting a fifth-generation Californian, I mean, I feel energized by this amazing past to California. Thank you. Cheers to California. Cheers. So Bill, how does it feel to be a five generation Californians? You know, it actually feels pretty darn good. And I think that's, uh, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing today, you know, as a representative of the state government, a California senator representing Napa and Sonoma Valleys and other extended areas, just because, you know, the history of my family that uh, came over here in like the 1840s. Wow. So I gold rush time. Oh, absolutely. And they came, Bill, from where? They came from Ireland. And you know what? It's, we have immigrants today and we talk about that all the time. Look, at back then, my family was immigrants that came over because they couldn't get good jobs. They couldn't get fed. Their kids right. couldn't get education because they were Irish. Yeah. And the discrimination level was just absolutely, uh, Irish Catholic, that is, That's was it. pretty incredible. And uh, so they left and went to Canada, then came down to Missouri. And that was like the starting point for their trek. They came over before the Donner Party. Mm -hmm. That's right. And they made it the whole way. That's amazing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and their objective was moving west, sense of pioneering that you have in you, and that energy of, of discovering something new and creating a new life, right? That's absolutely correct. And they were very successful, um, you know, given, given that opportunity and, uh, you know, working really hard, big ranch. They developed cattle ranch and then made it, made it there. And, Actually had sons. Uh, uh, one of my great great, I guess great 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 uh, uncles was the mayor of San Jose, a senator, wow. an assembly member, and so that's uh, another your, one was uh, an assembly member uh, as well. So uh, it's in your DNA. Maybe it's part of the family <laughs> legacy, the famous Dodd. So what does it mean, Bill, to be Californian to you? I just think. Uh, I think it means uh, excellence, frankly. I know people talk a lot about California. In some cases, 
there are some things that are going on in California that people you know, may not like. But we, really, when you look at what we have in California, and let's just start with the wine industry, world class. Yeah. And uh, California uh, is the home of U.S. wines, obviously. Yeah. But Napa and Sonoma is where the premium wines uh, are grown. And this is what people want when they come to California to taste wines. It's just what we have here in our valley. And then, of course, you don't have to go far to Silicon Valley. That's right. Where the home of technology. And just on and on, the beautiful uh, resources of Lake Tahoe, Yosemite, uh, the deserts, the ocean. I mean, we have a, the Sierras. So you, you describe how proud we are to be Californian by what California is. What does it mean to you emotionally, spiritually, and intellectually to be Californian? Because I'll give you my version after. I think there's a true energy as being Californian. And I know it's the sixth largest or fifth largest economy in the world as well, but there's a meaning to it that I will tell you my, my version of it. Yeah, well, mine is, you know, just looking at our history. Yes. And trying to ensure that uh, our future is better than our past. And that's really, you know, for me, what inspires me. There are so many, uh, you know, points in history and some really great, individuals and yes. pioneers that we've had in, in California that, that have led the way in all the industries that I mentioned earlier. But for me, it's that entrepreneurial That's spirit it. that people have to develop new things and also to take care of those people that are less fortunate. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, that to me is really important. I'm with you. The first time I came, I was 11 years old and my grandparents were resistant during that same Day as today, June 14th, they were there on the beaches helping the Americans coming in. So we got to have a toast, by the way. We better have a toast. Hey, now. June 14 is a big day. June 6, you arrived. And June 14, you had made a lot of progress. And I'm excited about that. To my grandparents who are watching us, because they took me to California. And... What you just said resonates a lot. And what I love the most, you know, 40 years ago, exactly your style. Charming, people with a beautiful smile, welcoming you, being hospitable. That joie de vie that you find really on the West Coast that is very unique. I love the U.S. at large, but the West Coast has that. And, and I think that American way of life, don't you think? I really do. I, I think it's... Uh... Uh, it's amazing. You, you can work hard. You can play hard. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a great place for a family as well, mm -hmm. uh, for kids uh, to grow up. Certainly me growing up uh, in this valley and in the state of California was a very memorable you know, time. And you, you grew up on a farm. Huh? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, we had, Farm growing what? We grew walnuts mostly. And, yeah. you know, back in the day, and I'm talking about the early 60s and 70s, you know, Robert Mondavi really didn't start his high-quality wine operation, and, and others followed him because he yeah. was so incredibly amazing And until 1968. And then yeah. in the 70s, it started building slow, slowly but surely. But nevertheless, the valley was mostly walnuts and prunes. And I was an entrepreneur, walnut and prune picker. That's great. And I remember vividly what a ripoff it was, at 50 cents for a 
you know, a big gunny sack full of walnuts. And but when prune season came, it was like seventy-five cents to a dollar for a smaller box. So I kind of liked that. <laughs> so that's what we grew it. You know, in our home, we had about an acre and a half or so of grapes. Yeah. Uh, Sauvignon Vert. It was just a blending grape that they That's right. used at the time. And then we were, um, you know, I, I had three other brothers and a sister, and we were all in 4-H. And so we had sheep and uh, rabbits and chickens. and uh, So the true farming life. Oh, yeah. Veg big and, vegetable gardens. And what did that teach you, do you think? I think it taught me responsibility in terms yeah. of, you know, that you just don't, you know, put them in a corral or put them in a pen or a, a, a cage. You've got to feed them. You've got to clean them. Yeah. And then at the end, uh, when it's all done, I had a big wagon and I would walk because, you know, their houses weren't really that close together down the street with my eggs and vegetables and everything selling. So it taught me sales skills. <laughs> and uh, Which, which I know with that smile, he was very successful. <laughs> I'm going to toast to that amazing upbringing. I mean, a dream upbringing, isn't it? Yeah, it really, it really was, and uh, you know, it was fun for my entire family. Mm. Bill, he says, "Well, dear friends, an amazing wine taster. He has a great palate." So, Bill, this. to welcome you, you know, as with the month of June, and it's always historical in our family with the American influence in Europe way back and still today. It's from Burgundy, so. What do you think? Could you describe the JCB 21 for us? <laughs> I know you do that all the time in Sacramento and everywhere yeah, sure. else. <laughs> we may be tasting some things, but it's nothing like this. Mm. Trust me. No, Thank this is you. just beautiful. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. And it's really, you know, the history, of course, we don't sell champagne in California. Yeah. But you do. That's right. Because you get it from France. And That's I mean, it. it is just absolutely superb. Well, we celebrated recently, dear friends, with Bill, who gave us a, a wonderful accolade as well, a, a great moment, you know, at Buena Vista, which was wonderful. The 10th anniversary of Buena Vista Winery. We had a great day together. Yeah. and amazing. Very grateful of your commitment and, and your love of history. So tell us about, you know, your view of California history and its evolution and where you see it today. Well, let's just start I know talking. it's a big question. Well, it is a big question. You know, when uh, you know, the state, the, the Bear Flag uh, yeah. Revolt was like in uh, 1847. And that's where the California, the Bear Flag, uh, you know, really came into, came into prominence. And it was a group of Californians that wanted their independence yeah. from Mexico. And they got it. Three years later, the state of California was established. And, uh, and then seven years later... Buena Vista Winery, the winery that you brought back. <laughs> then we should have a toast. Oh, we have you. to have a this toast. This is this oh, one. Here is this this one. <laughs> this is Sonoma, but Bill, you, you love it. Sonoma. You you love both, right? Sonoma totally. and Napa. You totally. do it all. I do it all. Yeah, but that's amazing. So, what's that meaning of this flag? We are Flag Day, so maybe you want to tell us what what that means too. Well, Flag Day in, in the United States it just is, is a day that we celebrate our flag. Now, what we do, you can celebrate any flag you want, Yeah. but no, normally it's the American flag. Of course. <laughs> but we're today talking about the Bear Flag Republic and that flag that they established and how important that flag is, I think, to the state of California yeah. and to me, to me personally. And that's part of the history and the heritage. So on today, on June 14th, we're celebrating 
Betsy Ross and the yes. U.S. flag and and the bear flag you know, of the state of California. And tell everyone, because I think what is amazing is people think it happened in Sacramento. People think it happened in San Francisco or Los Angeles. Where did it happen? It happened over in Sonoma. Yeah. And in fact, at the Sonoma uh, Mission, right across, across the street, downtown, they actually have uh, it's either it, it's not the original flag that was, but one of the original flags still there today. A lot of history in Sonoma, mm-hmm. and of course, you brought back Buena Vista Winery. As I said, it was the first winery in the state of California, established in 1857, and uh, still standing today. But John Charles, you brought it back to life. You gave it the prominence that it deserves, and so we've been 10 years. Since you did that, that's and it. You've got folks. If when you come to the United States, if you're from outside the United States or outside of California, if you come to Sonoma, you have to see what has been done there. I, let's do that. Well, of course. And tell us what you think, because this is the juice, in many ways, of your ancestors and family members that planted some of those vineyards and I mean, made this it. This is a classic liquid gold. Oh, it is fantastic. So, as much as you love wine, Bill, before you became our wonderful senator, I understand you've been involved in water. Yes. So, tell us about this, because I know you love the divine wine that is being produced (laughs) here, but did you convert water into wine, or what happened? Wouldn't that have been great? (laughs) You know, although my father, uh, who passed in 1991, would be turning over in his grave to see how much bottled water costs today. I mean, it's kind of crazy. But nevertheless, we were in the bottled water business. Yeah. Five-gallon bottles. We sure. were in the filtration, water softening, drinking water system, and also high-end uh, industrial water. So we kind of grew up with the wine industry sure. in Napa and Sonoma counties. Um, a lot of uh, you know the areas are rural areas with wells that need a higher level of treatment. So that was the business. My dad was in it for 25 years. I got out of college and came home and uh, worked with him for a while. And, uh, you know, the best part of that for me was he was uh, a tough boss. Yeah. But he was my best friend. He was my mentor. He was my boss. And he ended up being uh, my partner. And, and then you took over the business, I took over of the course. business. And, uh, uh, yeah, so it was, it was like a dream come true. And it's like, talk about a cool we, we talked about my family life being kind of fun and yeah. energetic. That was a similar thing for me for 25 years. Did you I work with your brothers as well? I worked with my brothers growing up. We all had a stint there. Uh, so what's the key of success in a family business? Well, as we all know, family businesses are a tough sport. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, hard keeping you know, everything together. We certainly had issues uh, there, but I think it's good communication. Yeah. I think more than anything else, and also having uh, you know the leader of the company, which was my dad, really setting a course for yes. the family business of what his vision was and how he saw us fitting into that business, and he was pretty amazing. And guy. he succeeded in bringing it together, which is amazing. We, we did. We really did. No brag, just fact. It's uh, it was a fun. Uh, but also invigorating. And, you know, it's not just about making money. It's about establishing friends. That's right. It's about uh, making sure that the people you serve 
are satisfied. Customer service. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just like what you're doing here. You put out a great product. Everywhere you go in any of the JCB wineries, you go there, you have a first-class experience. People remember that. So it's not Thank just you. the It's like the product, the service, and the experience. Yeah. And if you do that, things, for me, and that's kind of what I look at in what I'm doing now in Sacramento, those are the keys. Before we go to Sacramento, okay, what, what shape you... <laughs> Do you think know that experience to who you today? What are the key elements that made you the fantastic builder that we know today? That has always been fantastic, I'm sure. I've had the pleasure to know you now for many years, and I can only see you doing amazing things, so we, well, we're so proud of it. Thank you. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just say that um, I think it's, it's that desire to, I mean, you know, in the work that I've been doing, It's that desire to serve yes. first and foremost. It's kind of mind-boggling, but I serve a million constituents. Wow. A million in my uh, Senate District 3, and that's more, about 250,000 more than a congressman. In many cases, that's more than a whole state. That's huge. Yeah, and you have a lot of states. In the, so we, we have huge districts. So you have a million employees in many ways. Exactly. <laughs> Bosses. And, That's and, one know, of the biggest firms. But, you know, the thing is, is it's that sense of uh, really needing and wanting to have them have experience. Yes. Customer service. We have people we know with COVID. There was a lot of people that we didn't please because of the employment of development course. department. Yeah. They needed their, you know, so there's, there's always that need to want to make sure that we help people mm -hmm. uh, there. And, and, and it's a huge responsibility And, uh, you know, the other thing is you learn, as I'm sure uh, you have over the years, you can never, if you have an organization, I have 19 employees. Yeah. It's a team. And it's everybody being in, in sync, understanding what the mission is. And I'm really glad I had the business experience because. Yeah, for sure. Customer service in politics and in public service should be priority number one. For sure. So that's really helped me well, that's... with my vision in terms of what I want to do in Sacramento. And now, just on water, mm -hmm. one more question. As far as water, you were obviously focusing on the drinking water side, you know, the, the, the gallons and the local springs. What is the future of bottled water and water in California or in the U.S. at large? Because I'm always surprised. Luckily, we have amazing water in Napa Valley. We have springs everywhere. We have Calistoga, which is amazing. And I'm always surprised sometimes to see water coming from Europe or Asia on the store shelves. When are we going to see American water being more premiumized than on the shelves? Yeah, I think is that going to happen? I think you're starting to see. I think you're starting to see it, uh, but but not like. Yeah, you know, I mean the way the Europeans have done it is pr pretty phenomenal because yeah. you come over there, the quart bottles. I was just at a hotel, premium hotel, and in Sacramento and in my room were those glass bottles. That's right. We don't do that. We don't mm -hmm. do that well, but it just, you know, I, th I think it, and then if you go to nice restaurants anywhere, that's what you're, they're having at, at the table. And if you've been, I know you've been, you grew up in Europe, but visitors to, to yes. Europe, that's the second nature. I'm waiting for so that I time. Know, I, I hope know. it happens. I, I, I'm not sure. I think that, uh, You know, on the sparkling side, that 
you know, we're still importing a lot of water. Yeah. Maybe there's an opportunity there. But I think I think a lot of places and even high-end restaurants are going to these really good ultra-pure filtration systems because of sustainability. Yes. Plastic bottles, maybe not, you know. That's right. Although we're working on that. Uh, I know. As a solution. As a great solution, right? Yes. So tell us about the huge commitment of California on the cause we love, the environment. You know, without wonderful terroir and great earth and great climatology and, you know, the haven we live with, we could not produce such wines. And we're really big fervent of sustainability and the environmental practices that we we everyone wants to adopt. So, you know, prior, prior to getting the legislature, I was a county supervisor, which yeah. is for those... You know, in other states, they might call them county commissioners. Yes. Uh, but, you know, it's a county council, if you will, for the, all of Napa County. And I quickly learned in, in Napa County how farmers were the original environmentalist. Now, not everybody really gets that, frankly. Yes. And they think, oh, planting vines and the environment, you know. And look, at, it's important for farmers to have if you only have great vintages, you know, one time and then you're done, that doesn't do anything. You've got to keep the soil on your property. That's it. And you've got, you've got to treat your property with respect and, and not use all the pesticides that you could possibly do. And our farmers are more in tune today with more sustainable That's right. growing practices. So as I, you know, I'm in Sacramento, you know, now it's just, I can be a representative of agriculture who often people, other legislators mistake their intentions. But having grown up in this and understanding it and then being in the county, you know, board, I, I, I really, you know, understand the pride that farmers mm -hmm. take. If you come in Napa County today or Sonoma Valley and yeah. Sonoma County, the majority of them are green certified and just, you know, really doing, using sustainable practices in their farming and also in their bottling and in you know all the way through their processes. And so in California, we've taken great pride on trying to create an all electric That's right. grid. Now, when you That's jump, a huge commitment. It is a huge commitment. Now there's been some stumbles here and there, yeah. but you know, it's just like any anything, anything new that you try, you've got to adjust. And I, I'm really proud of the fact that we, you know, look at we're Automobiles are going to be here for the foreseeable future, but at the same time, with the electric automobile, perhaps hydrogen automobiles are, in, you know, in our future. For sure, California is leading the way. In fact, because of California requirements to get to 100% electric, I think it's by uh, 2040. That's kind of like, you know, tomorrow. What, yeah, it it's, really is. It's, this is where this is where we're heading. We have caused because of that interest in our rules and regulations and how big the California market is uh, in the U.S., Detroit now is moving along. You even see the Ford. Can we, yeah. can we promote a, a brand? Of course. The Ford 150 is coming out. I, I, was, I was so back thrilled to I was factory taking a tour. It would just amaze me. Yeah. And so all, you know, a lot, European, uh, Japanese, all the car manufacturers around the world yeah. are moving in this direction, a more sustainable day. And we're doing it with our electrical grid, 
more and more solar, wind power, yeah. and it's going to do nothing but get better. And how is California, you said, leading the way in the other alternative energy? You mentioned solar, you mentioned wind, you, all the others. Do you want to give us a quick... Well, you know, yeah, solar obviously is, is, is the number one yeah. renewable energy that we have. But we're also you know, taking our waste services from garbage that's yeah. collected at curbside, and it's separated, and people, we have different bins. And the green waste, in many cases, is converted to fuels that power the garbage trucks that right. drive up and down the street. So Full circle. Full, yeah. And, and in other cases, it makes uh, you know, natural gas that they sell off into certain markets. Uh, they have right now in San Jose, I was down touring a, a plant a couple of years ago, uh, where they end up making uh, chicken feed out yeah. of the green waste. And so there's just... And, and look, at being that we're technologically oriented, technology oriented in California more and more, I mean, people are just coming up with amazing ideas That's right. of what we can do to become green. Hydrogen, right now, green hydrogen, we had a refinery in my district that uh, is converting over from oil refinery refining to green hydrogen plant. So these are the things that are happening that are, uh, really going to make a difference in the, you know, in the state of California, but also in our country as well. That's right. In, in our standards, you know, the, the petroleum that's refined here to, to make gasoline or jet fuel is the cleanest in the world. The regulations that uh, have been put on them over the years, tough regulations, yeah. been very difficult. And look, at we, we end up paying a little bit more for our gas because yeah. our environment. And you take a look. When I was growing up, the air quality was not so good in, in California. Today, it's so It's much fantastic. So, much so, on that, we need your opinion on this marvelous Sonoma wine from your ancestors. Give us a, a true Bildad wine, master of wine description. Well, given that I've, I'm... Uh, <laughs> Had a few I'm bottles. I'm more into... Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm more into political terms than I am the wonderful, uh, you know, Vinotech uh, terms that you... Well, we, around, like, we did not put you on the spot and... to describe water, at least. Yeah. I know you know how to do that well. You know, what I like in a, you know, what I like in a Chardonnay is, more, is like this, just natural. Yeah. It's not effervescent, but you know you're, it, it's not just blah, like watery and everything else. I, and I just think... Right off the nose, you can, it's fruity. And, you know, it's an expression of the fruit that you're growing, yeah. you know, in Sonoma or Napa that really makes the wine. It's not manufactured wine. That's right. And in some cases, we both know. That, that could is, happen. That could happen somewhere. <laughs> well, I'm going to let you finish because now oh, we need boy. to try the big gun talking about the history of California. So. I, I got behind. So. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> you were talking and you had the excuse, but you need hydration constantly. It's very important for your yeah. voice. What, what's the secret talent of Bill that we don't know? Are you a singer, a pianist, an uh, athlete? A, your wife told me already you were a marvelous kisser. Woo. Secretly, she told me that. How many years has it been together? Uh, 25 years. 
25 years. Pretty exciting. Yeah. A quarter of a century. Quarter of a century. Well, we're going to drink to that. Well, let's do that. But what's the secret we should know that is behind the famous Bill Dodd? Well, I don't think that there's any, any secret to that necessarily. If you want a story about one thing that most people don't know. Yes. I was in a 50s band, a lead, lead singer of a 50s band in high school and college. Would you give us a little demonstration of one of the music? Probably not. Because the 50s <laughs> is the time we love. Chantilly lace and a pretty face. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> I like Chantilly. And the cream that comes with it. There you go. So, to come back oh to California, that's a big gun. I'm going to give a... you a little time. Okay. This is one of the most iconic wine we've Ooh. ever made at Buena Vista. So tonight for us, Thank celebrate you. June 14, we need to have it. That's right. So Bill, what Here's are... To the flag. To the flag. I know you're all jealous. 1857, tiny quantity, 75 cases produced. Oh my God. That's it. And one bottle... And many more tonight will go towards <laughs> our beautiful figure. So when we think California, we think a country, we think an amazing dynamic. We think, obviously, one of the key leading states on so many fronts. What are the big challenges you feel California at large is facing, north, south as a state? You know, whichever way you want to go in this question. You know, our governor, Governor Newsom, calls it a nation state. Because, mm -hmm. as you mentioned earlier, we're the fifth largest economy in the world. And I would say uniformly right now, after COVID, and I say after COVID, because, look, we've got to look up. For I mean, sure. Look what's going on right now in our valley. People are coming back. It's more than light at the end of the tunnel. It's, you know, sunshine. At and, the end of the tunnel or the end of the cellar? At the end of the cellar. There's always a candle that shows you the light. There right? you go. So I think... You know, recovery, making sure yeah. we have recovery for all. Sure. You know, through, you know, you know, through, through them. We got to see through, uh, you know, this, our unemployment rate, thanks to the hospitality industry opening up. Boy, the unemployment rate has gone down. But significantly, have, right? Significantly. But we still have other industries that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, are not back yet. And so I think it's just us seeing through and making sure that, uh, uh, you know, people are taking care of family. What? What we don't want is, you know, we're, you know, not to bring up a negative, but we, we've got, that's, that's one of the things that I truly believe. You can talk about how good you are, but you got to meet your challenges. That's right. You know, we're 12% of the population of the United States of America right here in California. 12%. But we have 28% of the homeless of the, of the U.S. right here in California. So it's something that we really... And the last thing is we it want, because the weather is good, so they want to be here, or well, what's the, or because we just allow them to be? Well, there's that, but you know the thing is, is it's an extremely expensive state to live yeah. in. The cost of living, you know, is you know is higher, and you know with COVID, what we wanted to make, what we want to make sure is that uh, we don't further exacerbate the problem. Yeah. What we do is put it out there and make sure that there's opportunity at the end of the day. So the good people that have been working their uh, tails off, so to speak, like you and your team do every For single sure. day, uh, that they don't fall behind. That's and so right. that's that's something that we, you know, you know that I look for. And and the other things I think that uh, we still have, uh, you know, work to do is, uh, you know, in just creating 
a better business environment. Yes. Making sure that, you know, we've Thank got a lot you. of regulations in this. I, I love that statement. But I agree with you. This is what normally California is all about right. in America. And we want to protect consumers. Yeah. But at the same time, we want to make it, uh, you know, an environment that's uh, both good for the consumer and good for the business as well. Yeah. And we've seen, you know, what that really means in, in Napa and Sonoma County, the philanthropy. Yes. We don't have to, you know, one of the things is we we don't really have to go out and ask very much. You know, you, you do it all the time. I've seen yeah, all the causes that you sure. support, including my own charity. Of course, that I which we, we admire you to do and to support. But that's something that, uh, you know, maybe they just don't have that all over the place. But I kind of think the American spirit, the California spirit, For sure. is giving back and trying to make sure that, you know, everybody, even even those that are down, get bumped up. So, what is the most uh, endangered part of this American spirit, this American set of values? You think we need to make sure we work on, and eventually, you know, isolate and and make sure we we attack. Is there one thing that you? Yeah, I think you, you feel know, the, worried about. Yeah, it's division. Yeah, and we've seen that over the last four or five years, and I don't want to dwell on it. But I think when America is great, when California is great, you don't see that division. Yes. And what we've got to do is, uh, you know, the state has a responsibility, the state government has a responsibility, sure. Local government, the national government, but at the same time, we all as Americans, absolutely, we all as Californians have that responsibility to try to think about what we're doing and how we do it. I try all the time to make sure that words that I use aren't divisive, mm -hmm. uh, that deeds that uh, I, I do are seen by everybody as something that is something that could be helpful. That's so, right. I mean, it's, it's not easy, particularly in, in this day and age, but we'll get through this. For sure. America's had, and, you know, Resilience. And a lot of our great friends around the world, different countries and everything, have had similar resilience, similar divisions, but uh, we'll get through it. For sure. Now, a topic that is very important to us is, and the fundamentals of American history and this great flag, as you mentioned, Betsy Ross, when she saw it with the stars and the beautiful red and blues and whites, is this idea of embracing others. And in California, specifically, in agriculture, viticulture, as a child, and as you see it today as the man very responsible for a big part of the state, immigration is key. And bringing back, you know, the, the value, the respect to all those wonderful people coming from all over, whether it's our Mexican friends or Central American friends coming here and making a big difference in the vineyards, in the farms. What is your view on all that and how could we be greater citizens there? Well, I just think we need to become activists in, you know, in this area. Yeah. We have not had any significant immigration reform, significant immigration yeah. reform in 35 to 40 years. And, and why is that, by the way? You know, there's division, there's division in our country. Mm -hmm. We've had Republican presidents, like it's George Bush wanted to have immigration reform. Bill Clinton wanted to have, but it never, and Obama and, and, uh, you know, a lot of others along uh, along the way, but there's always been yeah. some political circumstances in the United States that didn't let it happen. But if you take a look at our Bracero programs, our programs that have allowed people to come to the United States to work, 
let me tell you, as my dad often said, my kids don't want to pick grapes. My kids don't want to pick these walnuts. I always tried to say, Dad, I'm in college. I can't go. He would say, no, it's October. You're coming home. But, I mean, no, it, it's, it, you yeah. know, I'll tell you what, it gives you of extreme course. appreciation for what these uh, people have done and what they've met yeah. uh, are farm workers in Napa County, mostly Latino farm workers yeah. in Napa County and Sonoma County, uh, or th all through our, our breadbasket through the Central Valley, what they've really meant to our economy, yeah. what they've done. And, and it's uh, amazing. And when I see what could happen, I'm personally concerned yeah. because America is really, again, embracing, bringing unity, bringing people together. And it's that land of that melting pot that is so powerful. And, and I just think it's common sense that if somebody has done that yeah. and put so much into uh, the economy, uh, why, why shouldn't they have a pathway to citizenship? Mm-hmm. They Absolutely. should have a pathway to citizenship. And I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, I've seen it firsthand here in Napa County and Sonoma County at the farm worker centers. Yeah. I mean, back-breaking work, do a fabulous job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we, we, we know many, and uh, they're amazing. And, and I think that's an important topic to, to obviously embrace. Now, when we talk about California, it's multiple countries in one. Yes. You said it's a state nation, of course. What are the key differences between North and South? And, and do, do you feel that even the state is unified as one? You know, when it first came to Sacramento, uh, I didn't think so. Uh, you know, Los Angeles, the big yeah. population base. I mean, we talked about my district being a million people. As a county supervisor in Los Angeles County, could represent as many as 2 million people, wow. which is way more than you know, a lot of states, a lot of senator, U.S. senators. Um, and uh, so that population base and, and so many senators and assembly members coming from Southern California, I saw and I kind of felt a lot of dis uh, disadvantages uh, you know, to that. The more I've been in... Um, Look at our problems are so common. Yeah. Traffic, homelessness, affordability, all those things, you know, immigration. You know, those are all things we can all get behind and we all should be getting behind in terms of trying to find solutions yeah. to these age-old problems that are now bringing us together That's right. and not dividing us. Used to be it was all about water would divide us. But even, even that, we're coming closer. To for that. sure. And what message would you have for everyone on America today and how exciting it is to be in America? Because a lot of people tell me always, dear friends, and many of you with yeah. us tonight watching, you know, I'm in Tokyo and I'm in Africa. I'm in Eastern Europe. It could be Russia. I'm back in France. And people tell me America is broken. And I say, what are you talking about? What do you mean by this? And I don't mean to be political whatsoever. I just think I've never seen America broken, and I don't think we've ever will. Thank no, God. It, it, but, you know, we can go back in time. All you need to do is see the play Hamilton. Yes. To see how broken or hurt or, you know, whatever, challenged. Let's yes, say challenged. challenged. At that time. All, one had to be here during the Civil War to see how challenged this country was. 
and then at the end of the Civil War, how we came together, it was still extremely challenging. We saw how challenging it was in the 1960s with our racial divide, and today yep. we still have similar challenges. We have challenges between, you know, the last <laughs> the last uh, president of the United States and what we have today. We have met these challenges time and time again, mm -hmm. and one person, a group of people, um, is not going to determine that's right the fate the fate. It could change the course of events for small periods of times. That's right. But my belief that as Americans, as Californians, our values are closer. The divides aren't as big as they really, as you know, as they really seem. Well said. Oftentimes, I get together with somebody that's as far right as can be. And, uh, you know, it takes some dialogue. But if you stop shouting and you just talk about what's important to them and... Do you deal the same situation when it's very far left as well? All the time. Because <laughs> I, mean, you know I know you deal with both sides. <laughs> we are. And you know what? The Th truth those, is... Th those that know me, I've been on the right in my life and I've been on the left in my life. I try to find that the answer is always generally in politics and in business and everything. The solution to problems are almost generally always in the middle. Hey, we got a toast to Plato, you know, our famous Greek philosopher who said the truth in the mystical is in the middle. And it's often, it's often the case. So, Bill, this is quite a wine, huh? This is the wine that really represents the history of California, 1857. Can you imagine? We wanted to name it that way because as this powerful red blend, this is what the count in 1857, we believe, had made. So what do you well, think of that? One? I just think it is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, just thought, again, right off the nose. Fruit. Yeah. Fantastic. I love to see Bill speechless because it never happens. <laughs> Luckily, it's either a beautiful kiss from his wife or, or the wine. Now, <laughs> Bill, you're very involved as well as a great American that you are. And we follow you very closely on a lot of your philanthropic effort. Many of our friends don't even know what that is because many countries are not structured the same way as right. California and America can be. Give us a little sense of all the things you're doing that are so great for others beyond, you know, the line of duty. You know, this is something that was instilled in me and, and, and my brothers and sister yeah. about how important it was to give back. That's right. To your community, whether it was public service, philanthropy, service clubs. Yeah. And I'm a joiner. I've always been yes. that way. And, um, I decided early on that I was going to be involved in our community nonprofit. So I did it when I was a businessman, mm -hmm. you know, donated product, you know, went to all the events. Yeah. But uh, and then when you see a big project, like we have a stadium at the you know, local Justin Siena High School here that uh, just bears my family name. We raised $3 million wow. to put in. Thank I want to raise three million. Done. But it was not me. It was the generosity. The school named it after my parents yeah. because my brothers and I all went there. But what was important about that is the community, the wine industry yeah. in particular, saw the need, and you know, and donated that. And then when I became a supervisor, 
I started because you know, there's only so much money you can raise, and there's a lot of money in the valley, and not people want would maybe sometimes not rather give it to a politician. <laughs> so we we thought. But there's this, a lot of irrational giving. So luckily, we do. <laughs> but no, but seriously, we we had the opportunity to uh, honor a nonprofit every year. I have a Christmas party. Yes. Early December, and. Um, we raise a hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand wow. dollars a year for a different nonprofit every year, and it's a huge Christmas present. That's this huge. year, with COVID, if you can only imagine, yeah. uh, we did it for if given a chance. It was for That's you know right. mostly Latino youth going mm -hmm. and working hard yes. uh, to try to get to the next level, to get to college and and everything. So they have mentoring programs. Just it's really a fantastic thing, and we did it online. Wow. And raised about $240,000. Which was COVID, bigger than before. Was, yeah, a lot bigger than before. That's now, of huge. course, during the 2017 fires, we did pretty darn well, about 900000 Yeah. But nevertheless, this community, yeah. it's not about me. This community steps up yeah. time and time again. We have a need. They step up and do it, whether it's for the Queen of the Valley Hospital in, yeah. in Napa or St. Helena Hospital uh, up in St. Helena. I mean, you can go on and on and on. Yeah. The wonderful nonprofits we have here. That's amazing. Well, thank you for oh, all what you do in that, in that sense. You. So you think California is not over. You still believe in the future of California. I'm being Absolutely. provocative, dear friends. My favorite country, <laughs> California. California. Absolutely. There's so much. The history isn't written on California. I, I think a lot of people... Uh, because of some situations, which we've already talked about here, may write it off. Yeah. There's much, much more to come in California. Yeah, because we don't want to see all our friends leave. The best leave. is yet to come. We, we, we want them, exactly, please <laughs> sing. <laughs> we want them to leave and come back. Yes. And, you know, we want this place to be, you know, that's another thing that's really, you know, of goals and uh, objectives that I have in my business life, in, in the political life, is leaving California, yeah. leaving our place uh, that we live in better for future generations. That's right. And you know, so when there's, you know, we have bills that come before us all the time, you know, is this really important now? Will this help make it better for future generations for Californians? And not always the case. When, That's you right. Know, when I... When, 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 when no. I see it, but nevertheless, that's the lens that I look at, and and many other people look at it that way sure. too. And it's just, yeah, I don't know if you know, but I have uh, five children. Yes. And now I have ten grandchildren, and by September I'll have twelve grandchildren. Oof. Twins so, are coming. No, two different boys. Oh, I see. Wives. Because I know um, you like to be efficient, so two at once would have been I a good be legacy. Like you, you're you're highly efficient. So that's that's <laughs> well, all I have I a great say. wife. That makes it happen. <laughs> And um, Bill, what is your passion besides business and politics? I think family. Mm. You know, through and through. We try, and it's hard in today's world because yeah. of different events and everything else. For sure. We try to have Sunday night family dinners. Uh, you know, where all the kids and the grandkids come, you know, come over and you know break bread together. For and, sure. And, uh, Congratulations for doing it. But I'll tell you, COVID made it impossible. Yeah. Totally impossible. So we just had this last weekend, like our first. And I had actually, yeah, it was pretty fun. 
and big First updates. In a long time. Yeah, and big updates from big everyone updates, around the table. Pregnant women. Yes. You know, two of my daughter-in-laws are uh, due. One of them is due in um, July. Wow. And one of them's due in September. Pretty exciting. And so that's kind of fun that those cousins and they For sure. four live in Napa. Four of my all four of my kids and their spouses and the one other one lives in Alameda. So it's not very far. So we can get together. We're so fortunate compared that's to true. other families where I've got friends, their daughter lives in Chicago or Boston or yeah. New York or Wyoming. It, it takes a six hour flight. Yeah. So I mean we're just blessed. Yeah. And so we can we can get together, and uh, I think that so family is your ultimate passion. Family is my ultimate passion. If there was one more topic that you want to share that you love. Oh, uh, you know I. It's fun to talk about passion. I, yeah, I wine tasting I love, that I know. Well, of course, I I you know I've been very fortunate to be able to get to know you, thank and you, and be able to get to know other vintners, and uh, you know be you know, just blessed with learning more and more about yeah. the great fruit that we have here in yeah. Napa and Sonoma counties, but also uh, the people behind yeah. it. But I think that, um, you know, I also love sports. Mm -hmm. and I think we learn so much from sports. Yeah, You can, you know, and, you know, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, soccer, or horse racing, yeah. or any of those type of things, the competition, mm -hmm. it kind of mirrors, you know, uh, you know, what we do as a society, in many cases in business or our personal lives. And it kind of gives pleasure. I took, uh, the, the first time I'd been to a giant, San Francisco Giants, sorry for you people from LA, you won the World Series last year, but you only played 60 games. Just saying. <laughs> but anyway, I had to go there. Of course. But nevertheless, I took two of my kids, grandkids, for the first time. They were like three years old. Three-year-olds probably don't belong at a ballpark. But we it's had, a little early, we had a maybe. Ball. It's a little early. Yeah. But we had a ball. They might have not cared about the game itself, but all the excitement. That's everything right. Everything that's going around. It was 25% of the people you know, in the ballpark. So it, 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 it was uh, a good family day. Yeah. And I would add one more you have is people. You're very passionate about people. And that makes you the successful man that you are. You wow. genuinely love people. And I love to see Bill in, in so many public phenomenal events. And he's always there. And, and you genuinely love people. And I think that must be one of your passion as well. And I know you kind of subliminally mentioned it. but Well, you know, I... I'll tell you, my mom was the same way. It's yeah. amazing because I, that's what I think of when I think of her, and nobody's ever brought that up to yeah. me. So I, uh, I do. And you know, here I am. I've been in politics for 25 years, business for 25 years. I can honestly look you straight in the eye and say, yeah. there are not five people in the world that I would talk ill of. That's fantastic. I mean, that's that kind of shows you something about the the quality of the people that. Yeah. Not that I'm around, but. You know, even people that I vehemently disagree with, I've some way it's 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 not because I'm any better than anybody else. Look, at, we're all products of our For genes, sure. our For DNA. Sure. You know, some people look at these type of things as being oh because they're so good. Well, no, I'm lucky, and 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 I'm very fortunate that I can find the best in people. Mm -hmm. And and uh, you really do. And and, and, and I, you I enjoy that. And you enjoy it and you focus on it. So 
I'm going to add that to your passion. Thank you. So now, Bill, as I drink faster than you do, but I'm glad you're catching up, and I know you can. We don't have to finish our glass yet, because now Bill is going to give us, as our oh state senator, the big statement. So, dear friends, you're looking at Mr. Bill Dodd. This is the man that runs our fabulous, irresistible, beautiful region. He's the man that represents us. So maybe... Well, yeah, that's way to put me on the spot, John. <laughs> the light is on. The light is on. Well, you know, it's an honor, first of all. And, and as I said before, representing a million people is... Uh, it's a humble, uh, humbling uh, you know, opportunity, experience, and job yeah. in, in many, many in respects. But I absolutely love what I do every single day. I'm surrounded by great people that work with me yes. and for me. And uh, we have so much opportunity. And be able to represent, you know, wine regions of Sonoma and Napa County that are just absolutely amazing in every way. Uh, you know, it's not like, oh, there's Bill Center, Bill Dot. It's like, oh, there's Center Bill Dot from Napa or from Sonoma or right. you know, wherever they wherever they see that. And, and it's really because of the great work of people like you, John Charles, you. and your team, JCB Enterprises, uh, <laughs> that it just make it this way. And and people are honestly excited. I've got colleagues that are saying, when are you having an event in Napa that we can go? Yeah. And these are senators and assembly members from Los Angeles, from the Valley, Tulare for heaven's sakes. Yeah. They can be there in a cow pipe tossing contest, but they want to come here and and drink JCB wines. But Thank seriously, you, Bill. You know, it's it, it, it's uh, a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, I do enjoy and, it. And what message, in addition to this, you want to give to people as an overall message about what happened in the last 14 months and the future? I think what we saw in the last 14 months was, uh, if it wasn't humbling for everybody, that's too bad because I think it's a, a life lesson yeah, for all for of sure. us. Uh, yeah, I can remember delivering, yeah, I just felt manic after like a month or two and I was, uh, I've got a green egg. I don't know if you know what a green egg, a barbecue. Yeah. And I was smoking chickens and I just felt this great need to deliver food to my kids and their, and my grandkids. And so I'd bring it all with all the, the fixing and they would come to the window. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm almost yeah. choking up about it. For you know, sure. They're coming up to the window and touching and you know, I mean, that it, it, very moving. It, it is just it was it was such a humbling experience, and then to see, you know, the division that our I think frankly I, let's I don't want to get, but I think our government got political and made it political instead of our country maybe coming all of us together and working on this problem, and we might have been able to get out of this a lot earlier. But let's cheers for these companies that made the vaccines for, sure. for us, the innovation that we have in our country, a lot of it right here from the state of California. But let's face it, we would not be where we are. That's right. I would not. We would have masks on, John. <laughs> it, you know, it, if we, well, luckily if we, we have wine. We have wine. It's much more exciting. It, it, it just made all the difference yeah, in the world. Absolutely. And so here we are. So what we need to do is we need to look uh, you know, towards the future. We need to put fund public health. We need to create a playbook 
for these things. Yeah. We had a pandemic 100 years ago. Nobody left us behind a playbook. And nobody in our generations thought about, hey, we might need a playbook for That's this right. someday. Well, Which guess we what? Do. This is what we need to do for future generations yeah. is help them so they don't make some of the mistakes that we made. And you know what? The mistakes that were made, we've got to get over it. Businesses made mistakes. That's right. Individuals made mistakes. Governments at all levels made mistakes. There was no playbook. They're forgiven. Let's move on together, but let's, let's work on our public health systems around the world. I love That's it. my message. And to the playbook of the future. Yes. Bill, thank you for being with us. What an inspiration. Happy Flag Day, June 14th. Let's remember the past, the present. And thanks to great people like Bill. Uh, and you. A fabulous future. Thank you.